0: Before we get to our show, here is a podcast we think you're going to love.
1: The monster blood changed direction, still bouncing and quivering and leaving white stains on the grass like enormous round footsteps. Joe, stop reading it. This is too scary for me. You're right. It is too scary. If only we could talk about Goosebumps in a way that isn't scary. Well,
0: guess what, nerds? There might be a podcast like that called Geese Bumps.
1: Geese bumps? Did you mean Goosebumps?
0: maybe Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of rl stein hosted by me danielle
1: phd and me jojo phd and me jeff regular person featuring goofs funny voices and the occasional critical thought Geesebumps, bumps available on podbean and everywhere else podcasts can be found
0: Oh, friends and enemies. It's perhaps it's you, your favorite unofficial unsolved mysteries
1: rewatch podcast. I'm Liz and I'm Samantha.
0: Okay, we are here for our season five finale already. I know All-
1: already. I know. It feels like Sorry. this has been the longest season we've ever done. I think it has probably been the longest season we've ever done.
0: It. I mean, there was twenty four episodes. that's kind of a lot for a TV season. Also we had some breaks in there because the world is wild also when we started this season we could like go outside (laughs) so that's how long it's been
1: Uh.
0: (laughs) and this is a that's a bit of a downer because usually for our season finale obviously samantha and i would be recording together but also we would have a friend come and it would be like a more like celebratory thing Yeah, we'd have polar floats. Yeah, we would like make it a thing. And now it's just like me sitting at my extremely messy dining table by myself. (laughs) 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 Samantha, you know, off in the distance.
1: That's very sad.
0: Talking her over the world wide web. It's not really quite the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I mean,
0: probably no one cares but that's what's on my mind
1: yeah hopefully the end of season six will be will find us in a different uh place a better place Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's really if hard we to were, say if
0: we were in any other country maybe but yeah we're probably we're probably gonna come up with some whole new pandemic
1: so, you know <laughs> I what i know. mean
0: like i know it's probably gonna mutate into an actual zombie virus like. I don't know. I'll try I'll try it. Sorry. I mean, I have a lot of hope for the future. Really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get into season six when everything will be a lot better. <laughs> <clears throat> I do have two top of the show announcements. All we right. gave away one of our posters from our new Teespring store. So that went out to Nick. That was our Robert Stack poster. But I thought I would give away the other one mostly because i'm just so generous but to celebrate (laughs) to celebrate the end of season five i thought we could give away the cackling has to stop poster which is a beautiful illustration of me and samantha as birds Cackling, it's lovely it's It's actually really great that made it sound (laughs) kind of terrible but it's actually amazing um, so I think the easiest way to do giveaways honestly is on Instagram. So if you want a poster, you're just gonna have to follow us there because' it's, that's how it's worked it's the best. So you're gonna need to go, I'll have that up the day sometime the day this comes out, you'll have to go find that post, like it, you know, follow us. Maybe tell us a time you got in trouble for being too loud. that might Ooh, be a good for tackling. I have many. You won't be surprised to no, know. I have many stories of times I've gotten in trouble.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, it's kind of a thing. But we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate yeah. that. And we'll give away one of those posters. And they're so nice. They come on like such good paper and everything. I think they're super cute. And it's got the nice lavender background. Very chic. So you'll have to follow us. I also want you to follow the artist. Um, which I'm not sure how to say their Instagram handle. It's like but i'll tag it in the post and you'll have to follow them too because
1: they're awesome good idea yeah i love that illustration it's It's amazing really really good
0: and that ties into my next announcement that illustration was actually made for our zine and when this episode comes out i'm gonna have pre-sales for the zine finally up on the website because the zine is almost done i will be sending it out hopefully by the end of the month so i will have that up on the episode website so you can finally get our solve some mysteries bitches perhaps it's using which has cool fan art it's got a crossword puzzle it's got a recipe for mac and cheesies it's got cocktail recipes i think i'm going to put in a few scans of my X Files scrapbook like it's lit it's got everything
1: You're going to want it, for sure. You're going to want it.
0: So that's going to be $15 with shipping in the U.S. If you live outside of the U.S., you're going to have to throw in a few dollars more. There'll be details about that on our website. Perhaps it's you.com. It'll be under merch. Uh, So check that out. Uh, Do keep in mind that if you um, contributed something to the zine, you do get a free copy. And that if you are our highest Patreon tier, you're also going to get a copy But you're gonna want more than one copy that's just how good it is
1: yeah i mean look the holidays are right around the corner maybe you want to buy some extras (laughs) for gifts
0: scenes the the standard winter solstice gift a nice handmade zine i mean i've been doing the layout and uh i'll be assembling them myself here so very handmade very hands-on it was actually super fun to make something with the listeners and I hope we get to do something like that again it's a cool
1: I can't wait to see the finished finished product I've seen the pieces coming together and it's really really exciting
0: the there's a color centerfold and the centerfold just came so that's exciting those are ready to go we're so close uh, so so close also such as just like I'm really looking forward to checking that one off the to-do list (laughs) finally I did it it's finally done So that was my two announcements. Uh oh oh, we're gonna have snack hour.
1: Yes, I have some snacks in front of me. I'm super excited.
0: Okay, so Samantha and I both got the October Tokyo Treat Box, which is just like a box of Japanese snacks because we can't do our like cool fall outings that we usually do. Um, and no, they didn't sponsor us in any way. I wish, please,
1: Tokyo Treat. please give us a call because I I had so much fun trying these snacks Liz actually surprised me with the Tokyo treat box and I actually screamed (laughs) I was sitting at home of course in my office which looks out at our the front of our house and uh the UPS came and I was like well we didn't order anything what is this go to my front step see that box sitting there best honestly one of the best things that have happened in a long time and it was so fun
0: pleasant surprise
1: trying these snacks but i've saved a few and i think we even maybe have one that we both got in both of our boxes
0: yes we both have this cocoa okay what is this called pokemon halloween cocoa corn this is the description it's a pokemon halloween party This spooky collection features Pikachu-shaped chocolate corn snacks in cute Halloween packaging. The perfect snack for trick-or-treating Poké fans.
1: (laughs) I don't know what Pokémon is on the front of mine. Mine
0: is that one that's a fucking chandelier. I'm not kidding. Oh. Mine is, like, that one that is a light.
1: See, I'm looking at the, (laughs) the booklet... And the Pikachu is so cute with the little jack-o'-lantern, and Pikachu's wearing a little... Uh, that's yeah, not I, the one I, I got. I got the one that's right next to it.
0: Oh. Some brute? Which I, is I, don't, really, I ugly. don't really know my Pokemon. But um, I'm gonna
1: bust this open. Yeah, I
0: literally have the one that's a chandelier. Clearly, when they like ran out of every animal and type of thing in the world to make, they were like, and now one's a chandelier. I think they also made one that's like a ring of keys. Anyway... <laughs> So let's try this. I'm, I'm curious about a chocolate Ooh. corn snack.
1: It smells really good.
0: Okay, it really does. And it, they do look more like Pikachu's head than I would expect.
1: That's tasty.
0: Okay. In the U.S., we would definitely claim this was cereal. We would definitely claim children should eat an entire bowl of it and put milk on it.
1: <laughs> For breakfast.
0: Um, yeah. But it's actually really delicious. It's surprisingly chocolatey.
1: It's really good. I like this one.
0: I did not think I was going to like this one. I thought this sounded a little suspect to me, but um, actually delicious. I love it.
1: Yeah, that's tasty. I'm also going to break into this zombie fish.
0: Okay, I did not get this item in my box, and um, it sounds here. I'm going to read the description. Okay, because
1: this thing is wild.
0: Bubbly taiyaki berry zombie. I mean, I think those are words we all expected to go together. It's a fish, it's bubbly, it's berry, it's a zombie. Got it. Yeah. Run in the mill. This is one zombie you'll want to bite. Inside the crunchy green and black Japanese fish-shaped wafer, you'll find fruity berry-flavored chocolate. So leave the brains and pick up a tasty deep <laughs> Yes, to Quit eating brains.
1: This thing is wild. First of all, it's huge. It's like the size of my hand. It's like a fish wafer. I just opened it and I can smell the fruit. I think the fruit is grape based on the packaging, except oh, wow. that the grape on the packaging has like a little cluster of grapes, but one of the grapes is an eyeball because, you know, Halloween. Sure. Yeah. And then there's also a little fish that must be a it must be a Halloween costume, but it, it just looks hilarious because it's a fish nurse. But it's like a zombie nurse, so it's got like a red eyeball, and then it's holding a little syringe with blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. This thing is wild. Okay, I'm going to take a Damn bite. It. I think this is going to be messy. Okay, this tastes like those wafer cookies that have like the, the filling
0: in the middle. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. I like those
1: it is grape it's good actually actually this is yeah. quite good but yeah it tastes almost exact. it has also the same texture as those little wafer things what are those called i forget what they're called i think
0: they're just called wafer cookies aren't just they? wafer yeah wafer. like vanilla wafers or no those are different
1: that's different i don't know, I know what yeah you're talking about. you know exactly what i'm talking i know what i'm you know we used to get those all the time as kids that's exactly what this is only it's giant and there's more filling obviously this is tasty
0: Huh. Now I'm jealous I didn't get... At first I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I didn't get that berry zombie fish, but now I'm a little jealous. What I want more of... No one is going to believe this is not paid for. This really is like a fucking ad, but I don't... <laughs> we need our snack hour. Uh, I really want more of these sweet potato sticks.
1: Oh, my God. We loved those. My husband and I, by far, thought that was the best. I ate them all. He was disappointed that I ate them all. I kind of want to okay, figure out how we can get your- more.
0: There's not that many. No, yeah, there wasn't okay, that many. And they're pretty small. Do people that make pocky. If anybody knows where I can get more of these sweet potato sticks, it's perhaps it's podcast at gmail.com. Okay. I want to know. Uh, yeah, this was actually pretty delightful. I got way more stuff in here than I was expecting to get. I'm, I'm happy with it.
1: And you're doing the monthly subscription thing, right? So this will be I'm, ongoing. I'm a few
0: months, yeah. Because I, yeah. you know, I need a little thing to get me through winter. So, um, and honestly, it's probably cheaper than us going to the pumpkin patch slash candy store slash apple orchard so I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Actually I'm gonna eat one more of these chocolate Pokemons because man, oh man Me too. Welcome to our podcast Mouth Noises <laughs> brought to you by Liz Chewing. Okay. So as you may be aware, God I hope this is no one's first episode. If this is your first episode, go listen to our season one finale because the stories we told in there are terrifying and we were actually like together having fun oh I, how did it, was I it was a great time
1: it was a great years ago yeah
0: um but for our season finale we like to do listener stories we do have a couple stories to share with you we might have kind of tapped our listeners drive stories but we do have a couple so i'm gonna read the first story which actually comes from andrew over at the fry gay the 13th podcast So, everybody go listen to his podcast. This is his story. Longtime listener, first time writing in. I thought I would share my ghost story with you. We lost my dad to suicide when I was 13, but it wasn't the last time we heard from him. First of all, Andrew, sorry to hear about your dad, but also, you really know how to tell a story. I'm hooked. No kidding. The night after my dad's funeral, when we were all asleep, Suddenly, out of nowhere, all of the alarm clocks, parentheses, yes, we had these in the 90s. Okay, Andrew, I still use an alarm clock.
1: <laughs>
0: in the, Okay, so all the alarm clocks went off at the same time. 3. 13 a.m. Oh, my God. Thinking maybe this was a power outage or flicker, we didn't think much of it until we received the final report on my dad's death. His approximate time of death was assumed to be sometime between 3 and 3.15 a.m. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. I just have have chills.
0: I do, too. That's really spooky. Okay. My dad was a huge practical joker. Could this have been his last time giving us one more scare?
1: I bet it was. Spookiest thing that
0: ever happened to me. Okay, Andrew, this to me sounds like a fetch which is when spirits are leaving our realm and they say goodbye. Now, usually that's a vision. Usually, like, I would look out the window and I would see Samantha and then I would find out she died in a horrible, fiery car wreck. (laughs) But since your dad was a practical joker, it makes sense that he would say goodbye this way. Right?
1: Plus, that's just, like, if you want to... I don't know, if you want to appear to the whole family, too. Like...
0: right how do that's you a, say goodbye to everybody
1: that's a good way to do it wow that's so spooky
0: and also you would never set your alarm for three thirteen a.m like that's no. just never gonna come up
1: plus like you would know if it was a power outage because you would have like other issues in the house right like
0: last time we had um for our season four finale we had a ghost story about someone dying and then all the light bulbs exploding yeah so also kind of makes me think of that Okay, Samantha, you have our next tale. I ha- Okay, we have not heard these stories before, by the way. Just a little caveat. This is our first time reading them. If you sent in a story and we never got back to you, that's why. And now we're here to be scared. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so my next one is actually two stories combined. These come from Megan. And just because I had it, like, open, I kind of saw the beginning of the first one. And this shit seems wild. So let's jump right in. So, again, this is from Megan, and Megan writes, I don't have any supernatural experiences myself, but I figured I'd send you the local legend from where I grew up.
0: Sure. Love to hear it.
1: Love to hear local urban legends. Um, Or if you prefer something that happened to me, there's a jury story at the end. So that's the second story.
0: I'm greedy. I want both.
1: Hell yeah. Okay, so Logan, Utah is a small city near the Idaho border. It is in a mountain valley and one of the ways out is logan canyon there's an old building called saint anne's retreat in the canyon that was owned by the catholic church for a while but local legend is that it was used as a nunnery where nuns who were pregnant were sent to bring their babies to term and oh out God. of the sight of innocent parishioners
0: pregnant nuns
1: wow this is quite the local legend already
0: this is really setting the tale for for something scary
1: don't you think that should be like the beginning of a horror movie? Yes, a, a nunnery in in a, a secluded canyon where nuns where's who...
0: Where's American Horror Story nunnery? I'm waiting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this sounds like a really good setup for a horror movie. Okay. So after the babies were born, they were allegedly sent to orphanages and adoption agencies. And I guess then the nuns were allowed to go back home. The ghost story is that one of these nuns decided she didn't want to give up her baby, and so she snuck off in the night with the baby. The mother superior was so mad when they found her gone that she gathered a group to hunt her down with dogs that ended up killing the baby and the nun. Oh, my God! (laughs) Or maybe the baby was killed and then the nun drowned herself in a swimming pool. The story varies. Uh, but now sure. you can supposedly hear a baby crying near the pool or see a nun walking around at night.
0: No. That's no. terrifying. Or the story is that the baby started rioting one of the dogs and <laughs> used the dog to kill the nun. Now, that's... that's just something I heard. I don't know <laughs> if it's true.
1: I like that story better. There is, of course, no evidence that any of this happened, including the idea that the Catholic Church was stashing pregnant young- nuns in Utah.
0: Look, if someone made that up, though, they're a master storyteller. That's so good. That's <laughs> such know. a good premise.
1: Okay, so there's this is the part I saw when I was skimming over this, which is there apparently is like, I don't know, like a, a side story that uh, it seems like I, we don't get a lot of details from Megan, but it seems like this pool must be like a, an area where kids go to like I don't know, drink and hang out because is she included
0: like a pond or is it like an actual pool?
1: uh i it seems like it's an empty pool
0: okay okay so I but hate I, those. very scary Go there on. is a
1: an article that we could we could read potentially on more for more information but this is what megan says about it so i didn't really hear about this that much growing up probably because i wasn't cool enough to be invited out there to drink
0: <laughs> by an empty pool don't <laughs> worry megan it's all right you didn't miss anything
1: Or because in 1997, a bunch of teens went there at night and the watchmen and two buddies rounded them up, put them in zip ties tight enough to cut off circulation, put wire around their necks they claimed was a detonation cord, and then kept them in the empty pool under threat that if they tried to leave, their heads would be blown off. They had guns and groped some of the girls. The Watchmen called the cops after a couple of hours, and they oh came up God. and arrested the kids for trespassing. But oh, the parents yeah. got That's mad the enough. That's a real crime. That's a that... real crime here. <laughs> Apparently, the parents got mad, and the guys ended up being arrested eventually. Uh, and there is an article. Let me just click on it. I'm not going to read the article, but in case anyone wants to seek this out. Um, this is Because
0: this would be great material for your horror movie that you should make
1: i know no kidding this is from deseret news uh deseret.com and the article is called legend legends surround saint anne's retreat um so you can go here and read about it oh yeah it is a pool or it was a pool um but it looks like it looks like like kids hung out there but yeah anyway
0: okay um you did not miss anything by not being invited out to this Horror
1: show. This empty pool that's probably haunted. I
0: get groped by guards and is haunted by a crying baby. Like, no thanks on so many levels.
1: <laughs> you did not miss out.
0: Like P be- actually, this is a thing I've thought about before. it's like I was a very uncool, unpopular child, and parents should want that for y- their children. Because was I going off getting drunk and, and fingered in, in cornfields? No. <laughs> I was home watching the X-Files
1: you definitely want to raise a weird little goth nerd
0: yeah exactly because you know where that kid is and they're they're not tied up by power tripping security guards in the bottom of an empty pool <laughs> yes. that was an amazing story if that was a-, has a local legend like that please send it in that's wild
1: I'm fascinated by local urban legends. We didn't really have good ones. When I where in the town I grew up, there was a creepy house behind the elementary school that we always said was haunted, but it was just a creepy kind of dilapidated house. It was like not that cool of an urban legend. So, I love to hear about people's local this one is, this weird one has legends. a lot of
0: depth. It's not just yeah. like, you know, so and so is a witch, you know, right. whatever or like that house is haunted without any good details whatever this one it's got some unexpected turns and it is just genuinely creepy
1: and i like that i mean i don't like that this this happened but it's really fascinating that there's like this old creepy urban legend and then it ends up being this place where kids go to like drink and then there's horror. this true crime thing that happened that's like the plot of a horror movie basically <laughs> it really is. It's only in, it happened in real life so that's wild to me i want to hear those stories if you got a story like that please write it also
0: i'm demanding a second season of Baraska, and i feel like there's a lot of material here that would work
1: really well oh so you're right up. you're right
0: kids partying where they shouldn't be partying because something terrible happened Yes.
1: Okay. yeah go on okay so this is the uh, second story that Megan wrote in about the time they were on a jury. If you want a story about juries, which yes I do, I was once on a jury for a meth possession case. The defendant's car had been searched after she was pulled over and they found a scale with white residue and a wallet with an empty baggie. She could prove that she got the scale at a pawn shop, so there was doubt the meth found on it was hers. And yeah, she said what? that the wallet wasn't hers. She gave rides to friends all the time. When we went back to deliberate, they gave us the evidence to look over and someone opened the wallet and found a completely unrelated person's ID in it.
0: Oh my God.
1: We decided... I know. We decided we had plenty of reasonable doubt and found her not guilty. I still don't get how we were the first people to open the wallet and notice the ID. The lesson Uh, here is uh. to never let the cops search your car without a warrant because you don't know what someone has left in your car. Also don't speak to the cops without an attorney, even if you're innocent. Good reminder. That's wild.
0: End up on trial for this because you bought a scale.
1: The most like
0: innocent oh whatever. Oh my god. See, but this is also a good reminder to not, don't try to get out of jury duty. You should really go. Because what if they hadn't opened that wallet? What if yes. they were, like, less involved? She might have ended up in prison for no reason.
1: Yeah, that is a really good Also, just good let reminder. people buy
0: meth. But whatever. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, so frustrating. That's a good story, too. Yes. Okay. So I have a story from listener Amelia who says, here's a short but spooky story for you. My childhood home is in the middle of nowhere. This is not an exaggeration. The roads to get there are long, curvy, and lacking shoulders. More often than not, there are very steep drop-offs on at least one side. Oh, my God. I'm I'm never (laughs) driving to your childhood home, ever. No, thanks. I was driving home from college for either Christmas or Thanksgiving. I don't recall the specifics, but it was cold with a bit of sleet snow. It was fairly late, after 10pm at least There were a few, if any, cars on the highway Suddenly, in my headlights, I saw a man on the side of the road (gasps) He was heavyset and dressed in unremarkable shorts and shirt In freezing temperatures in the middle of nowhere I also didn't see any trace of a car Being the good but smart young lady I was I called highway patrol and reported it I assumed he had gotten lost on slick roads. His car was at the bottom of the drop-off, and he was inappropriately dressed. Highway Patrol would sort it out. Yeah, I, honestly, like, you don't want to go deal with that strange dude yourself. That sounds Probably, dangerous. a few days later, I ended up talking to my friend's parents, I'll call him Bill, who happens to be an EMT and well-connected to law enforcement and other emergency services. Out of curiosity, I asked about the man on the highway. And then things got fucking weird. Bill told me that during this particular time of year, Highway Patrol get a call like mine every few hours. What? Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm and scared. I scared, scared chills. This is terrible. Okay. I,
1: oh my god! I got chills also. That's terrifying.
0: They dutifully checked it out, but there was never a man or a car or any sign of either. This has been going on for years. Bill doesn't know any more details than that, but it was enough to leave me spooked.
1: I'm spooked. I literally have chills right now. That I hate it. So that's so scary. It's
0: very scary.
1: Every few hours?
0: Yes. And Whoa. which just means the person answering that phone is like, "Oh, another one." You know what I mean? Like they're not even surprised anymore? How oh, did... you saw this you saw this strange man standing out in the cold on the side of a road that doesn't even have a side. You don't know where his car... Co- oh, my God! Oh, my God.
1: And also, how do the cops have anything else to do on these nights?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, fortunately, it's in the middle of nowhere. Hopefully, there's, like, not a lot of other things going on, but... They just
1: keep driving to that spot over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this time.
0: Look at that spot. Go in. Oh, that ghost is gone and going back. Okay, this... We're gonna get to a couple um celebrity ghost stories later but this reminds me that i know morrissey is extremely canceled you don't have to tell me but in his autobiography morrissey has a ghost story about he's like driving out along the moor because you know england mm-hmm. and he sees in the middle of nowhere this guy in the cold this guy by the side of the road who i think is like not wearing pants or something oh <laughs> And he goes and reports it, and they're like, no, there's nobody, there's no car, there's no nothing, right? And it's very spooky. But then, so that book came out, and then maybe, I don't know, later that year, I went to Manchester, and I took the Smiths tour that that you go to all these places from, like, the songs and whatever, and the guy leading the tour told me that him and his friends used to prank people by the more pretending to be ghosts. (laughs) No, then that it's entirely possible that <laughs> him or him or one of his friends is the person that he's talking about in the book
1: <laughs> That's
0: because they, they used to just hide in the middle of nowhere by nothing and then just pop out to scare passing cars
1: Do, did he ever remember a t- specific instance where him or his buddy took off their pants and did it pantsless <laughs> okay
0: I- check. That'll have to be an update. I'll have to check if the person is, like, not wearing a shirt or... Okay. There's, some, there's something about it where you're, like, oh, that's Because it must have been very cold. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. why would you just be out by the side of the road without a shirt or without pants or whatever? But, um... I I, I don't know. I, it sounds like they were just kind of, like, bored. Maybe drunk. Needed something to do. But that's hilarious.
1: That's really hilarious.
0: And what a way to make your impression in pop music history... <laughs> Okay. All right. You have one more for us, right?
1: Yes. This is from Paris, who says, Hello, ladies. I don't really know if this is the type of story you're looking for, but about two years ago, my friend was dating a guy that she was also living with. I didn't know him very well and didn't know too much about their relationship besides the fact that they would have arguments often about his drinking habits. I had not talked to her in several weeks, maybe even a month. However, before I went to bed one night, I had come across her boyfriend's Instagram while doing my usual bedtime scroll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. huh. Uh-huh. I'm
0: very familiar with this phenomenon. Go on.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've been in a similar situation. That night, I had a dream that they had broken up. The next morning, I wake up thinking... What a random dream that was. I checked my messages on my phone and my friend had sent me a message saying her and her boyfriend had broken up. I thought it was strange that I had a dream given we had not talked in a while. Again, not sure if this counts as a psychic dream, but definitely felt eerie about it. Love the podcast and your commentary. Also, keep up the cackling. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Paris. it counts as a psychic dream.
1: I think so. And maybe even, I bet, you know what also, Paris, could have happened? You are creeping on his instagram thinking about how much of a douche that guy is you put that energy out there into the universe and it's very (laughs) possible that that maybe influenced you know whatever went on between your friend and her her boyfriend um that allowed you know that to go on and i assume she's way better off
0: yeah i mean how could she not be really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it's for the best and i think it counts as a psychic dream i Either think because, so because yeah maybe you put some energy out there or you were just like this is not gonna last and your brain was like not only is it not gonna last they literally are breaking up right now <laughs> they're literally breaking up as you're asleep fascinating okay actually i have a psychic dream one too
1: oh i'm so excited we got the, we got psychic dream stories
0: i know they're so good okay so this is from listener Francesca um and she says thanks for making quarantine bearable coupled with animals hours of animal crossing i mean you're welcome hell yeah uh, which she plays while listening to the episodes that amazing that is like the best of both worlds okay you asked for psychic dreams and while i haven't had any of note other than some severe deja vu on the regular my very italian very superstitious grandma had a few which and what of which involves yours truly? Um, I wish I had a very Italian, very superstitious grandma. That Me too. Know. Okay, it was the early '90s, and my family lived in a house across the street from the park in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, that's weird. Were you my neighbor? Okay, because of its location, we were constantly getting field mice in the. Okay, well, I didn't live across the street from the park, but you know what I mean. Uh, okay, sorry. Because of its location, we were constantly getting field mice in the house. My mom regularly hid mouse poison behind the couch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very child safe. And other large pieces of furniture. Totally convinced she would put them out of my reach. Surprise! I was a crafty little monster and somehow whipped my pudgy baby arm back behind the couch and got a hold of the poison. Oh, God. the thing is babies are crafty because they learn stuff so quick it's like one day they can't do something and then the next day they absolutely can and one of those things is grab poison okay (laughs) so before i could eat smell or whatever i was going to do with it though my mom found me and understandably freaked out she had no idea if i had ingested any so she washed my hands and brought me to the emergency room they made me drink something that made me puke and figured out i hadn't eaten it and was just curious so they sent I was sent home either that night or the next morning. Meanwhile, across the country, my grandmother had a dream that her doorbell rang, and when she opened it, her dead sister Esther was standing there holding my hand. (gasps) My grandma, knowing her sister was, you know, dead, (laughs) yelled, Esther, what are you doing with Francesca? Esther gave my grandma my hand and said, I'm bringing her back to you.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: My grandma wakes up, obviously pretty shaken, calls my mom later that morning to ask how everyone is and specifically if I was okay. My mom, <laughs> not wanting to worry my grandma, tells her everything's fine. My grandma tries to brush it off, but obviously doesn't forget it. Months later, we were visiting my grandparents, and I'm sitting on my grandma's bed. She asks what my sister and I want to chat about, and I say proudly, Let's talk about the time I ate mouse poison. <laughs> Obviously, you're a cool child. My grandmother freaks out, rightly so, and when she talks to my mom about it, my mom says, yeah, remember that morning you called asking how she was? It was the night before. (gasps) My grandmother has had many dreams similar to this one, but only one that involved me directly. She's a very religious woman, and part of me feels like that's why she has the gift, because she's more open to things we can't explain. Okay.
1: Okay. I like that theory. Uh,
0: And then she goes on to say how amazing we are. Y'all are great. A friend recommended to me right as quarantine started, and I have greatly enjoyed going through the backlog while keeping up with new ones.
1: Well, welcome to the five, Francesca. I hope you've joined our Animal Crossing Facebook group and hang out with us on our islands.
0: She also says, P.S. I have definitely been talked to at work because someone complained about my loud cackling. So keep that (laughs) shit up.
1: Yes. Amazing.
0: Thank you, Frances. Thanks for those stories, everyone. Those were really good.
1: Those stories were really good.
0: I feel like I'm going to have a dream about nuns and their haunted pool.
1: Oh my god, that's terrifying. And new Michelle. Oh my god, new Michelle. (laughs) Yes, okay, look, if you are a new listener and you haven't gotten all the way in our back catalog, you really have to listen back to our other season finales because in the first one, we talked about a ghost named new michelle and it's terrifying i guess i don't know if it was really a ghost but i'm convinced it it was a ghost it scares
0: me to this day i will never get over it
1: new michelle haunts my dreams um so you included in our materials for the day some celebrity ghost stories
0: i recently stumbled upon a couple celebrity ghost stories and so i wanted to include those um we can claim they're friends of the podcast even though they're really not but why don't in you our hearts
1: for- they are Yeah. so you exactly. gave me ewan mcgregor's ghost story uh which is that ewan mcgregor reveals terrifying story of being quote haunted by a ghost who burned his dressing gown and no thank you
0: yes this is from metro uk i actually saw a clip of him talking about this on some chalk show but the material that samantha's gonna be reading from is um from metro uk
1: So the star recalled staying in a share house while he was at drama school at the age of 19 home alone with his housemates had gone out for the Easter holiday, keeping himself company with one of his mates VCRs and a video of blue velvet, the Hollywood's
0: great, great, great choice.
1: (laughs) He decided to make himself a bath. That's when things started to go awry, (laughs) you know, as it often does when you're making a bath. (laughs) He said, I had an incident when I was at drama school, he told Men's Journal. It was maybe my 19th birthday. I was living in the top room of this house in East London. Everyone had gone home for Easter and I was alone. I'd nicked someone's video player from their room. I was watching Blue Velvet and I was running a bath and standing in my robe. And I had this terrible pain in my back. I ripped off my robe and there was this burn mark. The back of my robe was scorched. I ran around thinking I caught fire or something. After the actor failed to find the source of the burn, he understandably fled to his uncle's house to spend the night because his house was evidently haunted. After he built up the courage to return, Ewan said he told his downstairs neighbor what had happened with his neighbor going pale. Quote, I said, what the fuck? I eventually teased it out of him, he continued. An old reclusive guy had owned the flat before. He never really left the place, and it was full of newspapers. His brother used to come and give him a cooked meal two or three times a week. His brother got ill and hadn't been over for a few days. The guy was in the kitchen putting a pan on, and he fainted because he was Mm -hmm. so hungry, and the pot boiled over and set fire to the kitchen. The people upstairs smelled the burning and dragged him out of the kitchen, but he died of the burn marks to his back. Every night after that, my door would open, the phone would ring, things would move around. <laughs> that's scary.
0: That's like a full on haunting.
1: Yes, because you're just random. You don't just get burned <laughs> by nothing. So, like, that's clearly a ghost.
0: Also, you and McGregor call me up. Let's make a bath and watch Blue Velvet.
1: <laughs> Please. Liz is available.
0: I'm super. I'm married, but it doesn't matter. I'm super available. <laughs> for those plans only. Caveat. Yeah. Uh, that's a full-on haunting. No one should stay in that house, I don't think. Terrifying. It needs to be. I mean, I realize this was a while ago. I wonder what's happened to other people that have lived in that house. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I got another one. So I found this. I was, you know, trying to find out if we were going to get a Baraska season two. (laughs) I was looking for some Baraska info, and I stumbled on a ghost story involving the Sprouse brothers.
1: Okay, nice. So this
0: is Cole Sprouse talking with Vice, and it's Cole Sprouse predicts the future of society. So this was an article that came out in June of this year. And then this is the part that's the ghost story. They asked him, because of Brasca, if he had had any paranormal ex- experiences. And this was his answer. When I was a child, I lived in a really old part of California. And this area in my neighborhood had some of the oldest streets. There were no street lights. I must have been about seven or eight. And we had a friend that lived at the other end of this dark, dark street. My brother, our friend Sean, and myself left our house at sundown. Because we were going to go sleep over at his. And by the time we got out, it was pitch black. We got to this fork in the road. And to the left was this long street that led up a hill. Why did Why did the Sprouse twins grow up in somewhere haunted? Why did they <laughs> live in Erie, Indiana? Okay. And to the right was Sean's house. As we approached the fork, I stopped and saw this figure. I don't really know how to explain it. It was just this humanoid shape. But it was amorphous, and the way it was oh. moving was almost fluid.
1: Okay, it looked
0: human, but it was so dark, and the shape was darker than the surrounding darkness.
1: We've had stories of that before. Yes, yes, That's so darker scary to than me. The darkness. Okay. I hate it.
0: <laughs> and it was moving. T- imagine you're seven or eight, and this you see this oh. outside in the dark. Okay, and it was moving towards us. I was petrified. I couldn't move, probably wasn't even breathing. I was just watching it approach me in this fluid motion, this sort of writhing. And it still gives me chills, actually, just thinking about it. I thought that perhaps I was just seeing something in the darkness. But when I turned and looked at my brother and Sean, they were both frozen still as well, looking at the same thing. And we hadn't spoken. We hadn't said anything. But on a dime, we just all snapped and started sprinting towards Sean's house. <laughs> to this day, my brother and I have no way of explaining it. It was one of those cosmic horrors you hear about in a Lovecraft novel. Really, really frightening stuff.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's the darker than the darkness line that really got me. because yes, yeah, We've gotten stories that have that description before as well. And maybe if we knew more about paranormal stuff, we would find out that that happens all the time.
1: That's terrifying. Yeah. That's so scary. I'm sure we're all scarred for life. Okay.
0: So we did ask if the listeners in our Facebook group had any questions for us. And we did get some questions. So let's (laughs) answer those. So our first question is from Nora. Nora asks, if you could have dinner with a celeb. And then she says, other than Bebe Wong, who and why? First of all... I wasn't aware there were celebs other than BD Wong.
1: Nora knows what we were gonna answer, which is just yeah. BD Wong. She's so like, she has,
0: uh, <laughs> I don't wanna hear about B. D. Wong.
1: Fine, Nora.
0: No, you have to admit that would be a great dinner.
1: Uh yeah. It absolutely okay. would.
0: I have to say, Samantha, before you answer, I feel like dinner with Gordon Ramsay might actually be
1: <laughs> What I love that you knew I was gonna say Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> See <laughs> because I was.
0: <laughs> but I very nervous if the food wasn't made well enough
1: okay but uh, see i was operating under the assumption that gordon ramsay we're either eating in his restaurant or he's cooking
0: okay Okay. you're right okay
1: we're not going to TGI fridays
0: (laughs) (laughs) what if you did actually (laughs) that might be my pick that's not what I was going to say, but I want to go to, like, fucking Wendy's with <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> have
1: him just shit on the nasty burger you get?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, like, enjoying my Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, my standard order, <laughs> dipping my fries into my Frosty. And Gordon Ramsay is just fucking appalled and hates me so much. Um, I My answer is really not a surprise either. I think I have to pick John Waters. Okay. I just, I just respect him so much. I feel like it would be such a fun conversation. That's what I was really thinking about. Like, who would be the most fun to like talk? See, that's about a better time. answer
1: than mine because me and Gordon Ramsay have nothing in common other than
0: <laughs> you think he's hot. Yeah. That, so we would have
1: we would have nothing to talk about. I
0: mean, I think he likes that kind of attention. I think it sort of like gives him power. It like energizes him. So I don't know that he would be opposed to you just sort of like giggling and politely spawning <laughs> over <him. laughs> uh, 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 I also sort of wanted to answer singer Orville Peck, but then I was like, he wears that mask all the time. I don't know if I can go out to eat with him. With, like, fringe. That covers his mouth. So I don't know that I can go out to eat with him. And also the question oh, yeah. isn't, who do you want to spit in your mouth? Because, <laughs> because that, my answer to that is Orville Peck. But... That was for some reason that was no the one question. asked that
1: question. That's weird.
0: Okay, the next question is from listener Heather, who says that her question is actually Beady Wong related. Thank this you. This is Heather.
1: hilarious because these both came in right after each other. So that's amazing.
0: This is also an unsolved Mysteries slash Beady Wong fan appreciation podcast. Um, uh, she wanted to know if we each had a favorite Beady Wong performance.
1: Absolutely. But mine is going to be obvious, which is View and Jurassic Park.
0: Okay, sure. I'm going to go with Mr. Robot. Did you see that show?
1: I didn't. No. He's
0: great. You should watch it just for that. He's great in it. I
1: really probably should.
0: It's a, it's a good show. And he gets, I feel like, what I hope is that B.D. Wong's best performance is ahead of him. Because I feel like he always gets, and this is true with a lot of Asian American actors, small parts. Right? Yeah. He's yeah, always right. supporting actor. It's always like this pretty small role. Um, so I'm hoping his best performance is ahead of him. Though I've Okay, I've never seen the show Oz, but I have seen the clip of B.D. Wong singing the Tori Amos song, Leather, and that's actually my favorite performance. Just that nice. clip of him singing that song. <laughs> nice. Okay. Shauna wants to know if we have ever been recognized in public by one of the five.
1: Shauna, we haven't. You think the <laughs> A much bigger <laughs> podcast. bigger we've um, not but we did have a few not. people recognize us at the chicago uh true crime podcast festival That's which true. was more than i was expecting like yes we were at a booth that had our name on it but there was a few yeah, people actually listen listened to the podcast that came and saw us <laughs>
0: even before that just when we were checking in people were like oh my god you're from perhaps you. that happened like one time though we did yeah. meet some of our listeners and that was very cool i've met a couple of the five at zine fest um here in the twin cities that was nice but it's not like we're walking down the street and people are like no it's you know, a mystery bitch people aren't like yelling that at us imagine if they were that honestly being famous seems terrible because i'm an does. introvert and i want to be left alone and i i just think i would hate that but so maybe I shouldn't... Well, guess what? Not making the podcast anymore. We're done. Okay. <laughs> favorite segment of the... This is also from Shauna. Pa- favorite segment of the past five seasons.
1: So I know we've we've probably answered this in the past Q&A, and so I may just sound like a broken record, but really nothing can ever live up to the Magic Rock. Do you think?
0: Oh, no. Okay. I, I, I feel like it goes for me. Magic Rock, Kurt McFall, um...
1: Nudist Camp.
0: <laughs> I almost out a, might say mysterious rain.
1: Oh yeah, um, which was in this the season. So yes,
0: and also new edition clown alley. Clown alley.
1: <laughs> we did add those two.
0: This season, of your long lost dad having run off to join the circus—it will never not be amazing to me. So that's a standout segment. Um, yeah.
1: the the Jesus statue that blinked. I feel Jesus like. Statue-
0: at least us talking
1: about it well i know yeah that's what i was gonna say well i don't know that the segment is my favorite talking about that is hilarious i'm pretty sure is that is that segment in the same episode as the nudist colony Maybe. because or did we just independently make people watch that one at the same time we made them watch Absolutely.
0: i think that might be true but. because i have a memory
1: of us forcing our friends to watch both of those segments and it was a great time i mean for us i don't know about for them but i enjoyed yeah. it
0: i really don't care if they had a great time it's what led to us making this podcast and now so many at least five people have had a great time and uh that's what really matters okay um okay do you have a least favorite segment
1: i mean elk traz
0: oh god yeah
1: all treasure
0: (laughs) uh anything with like a kid dying honestly
1: that's just too sad any anything with the wild wild west i'm not a big fan of those those are just dude segments i can't handle it (laughs)
0: Yeah, stuff about the war, obviously. And by the war, I mean, like, any war. Yes, um, basically. Yeah. Does, I mean, that's pretty general. But um, and some of them are just really sad. But wrongful convictions. Robert Stack touching those fucking glasses. Uh, those are some of the things that, that stand out. I feel like I kind of try to repress the least favorite ones.
1: I do, too. I mean, I can tell you just in general the, the genre of segment I don't particularly care for, but...
0: but I mean, it, it really, it's Alcatraz. Also not a fan of... Um... Yeah, God, so many of the treasures. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, is there one that has stuck with you the most that you think about a lot? Uh, Matthew Chase. Yeah. I feel like stucks with me. The orange sock one, um, uh, yeah, that one
1: sticks with me. And the, the one with the woman in the swamp, what was?
0: The Audrey Hote.
1: Yes, that yeah. one sticks with me too. I Just think... because they're so, so chilling and so depressing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those ones are grim. Um, but also, you know, they're a good mystery in that sort of, you know, way. If it was fiction, like you would be like, very engaged in that story, but unfortunately it's real, so it's just (sighs) sad and depressing. Okay. (laughs) Listener Sarah, I'm not sure I have an answer to this. Listener Sarah wants to know our top five unsolved mysteries creeps that we hope fall in a well, which is a great question. This is
1: a great Great question. question. I want to say like... I'm
0: not sure I have an answer to that.
1: Okay, I want to say, well, there's probably too many to count, right?
0: (laughs) There's so many. Basically, any rapist Fall in a well. I never yeah. want to see you again. Anyone that's like a domestic, spousal, romantic partner, abuser, fall in a well. Um yeah, anybody that hurts kids, obviously animals, right? Fall in a well.
1: Rusty. Um,
0: uh, anybody named Rusty, fall in a well. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know if there's like
1: any sweetheart swindler that like yeah, is conning old yeah. ladies, they can fall yeah, in a well. Con Juan, well. yes, Con Juan can oh, fall in a well. All
0: Con Juans can fall in a well. Um, I don't know, crooked cops or really just cops, they can fall in a well. Um, I don't know. That guy from the oh oh the guy from the new the Unsolved Mysteries reboot, Rob, who oh. has his wife's ashes. He can fall in like two wells and die. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I hate that man. That's probably my top creep at the moment.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: Um, well, just get to I hate him. We all hate him. That's that's the at least that good came out of the Unsell Mysteries reboot. Now we we are as a nation, we are all bound together to hate that man. <laughs> also that French guy that murdered his family.
1: I hope he fell in a well and that's why yeah, no hope, one can find I,
0: him. I hope so. I hope that's where he is right now. In a well that's also been filled in. <laughs> um, I almost want to put Dennis Farina on this list, but that's just mean.
1: <laughs> that's not fair. You're right. You're the right. man needed a job. <laughs> Give him a break.
0: I think he did used to be a cop, though, in my defense.
1: Oh. All right. Well, I reconsider.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, do you have any favorite unsolved true crime stories that are not featured on Unsolved Mysteries?
1: I'm trying to think of like a specific one and I'm not sure because I'm not really, despite having an Unsolved Mysteries podcast, like a connoisseur of unsolved mysteries that I could like Pull from my like card catalog in my mind. I
0: have to say, most of my true crime knowledge comes very specifically from forensic files, and those are actually solved mysteries. (laughs)
1: Right, and that's part of the problem is I don't actually really enjoy unsolved mysteries that much because they're unsolved, which is frustrating in the end.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess mysterious mysteries. Um, I I almost want to say Jean benet but you know what? that's fucking solved too and we all know it <laughs> we
1: kind of do um i think i said this the last time this question was asked on a q a and that is i'm really fascinated by ocean mysteries particularly weird sounds from the ocean oh. which i realize are just like underwater earthquakes or like ice moving or something but like the but blue we don't really know yeah it's just so mysterious like what's down there because we haven't explored hardly any of the ocean so it's it's one of those things like I don't really believe in Bigfoot because I have a hard time believing that there could be a giant ape walking around oh, like on land in the ocean we don't know but about. there could be some stuff down there that we you know we continue to keep finding things and big things in the ocean that we never knew existed before so the idea of like what's down there is fascinating to me um. yeah Okay. But I don't know that like a specific like true crime mystery. Nothing really comes to mind. But... I feel
0: like a lot of things people point to from like ancient aliens and stuff, like that stuff is actually not mysterious. No. So like the pyramids or what like that's not mysterious. Um but I think your ocean thing is that's actually a really good answer because there's so much we don't know. I know. And maybe like after death stuff. Just yeah. is that is that a mystery? Just death? You're I'll getting really that
1: philosophical. That. I'll think as
0: mine. Yeah. Okay. So, Elise also wanted to know if you could pick any unsolved mystery to solve. Which would it be?
1: This is gonna be. Yeah, I don't know. a Cop out because I feel like at this point where I am in my unsolved mysteries journey, it's just all of the new reboot mysteries.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those people are families that like maybe more immediately need need justice. Yeah. Or like at least more immediately on our mind. Um. So what is the Albert Brooks case? It would be great if they could solve that. The is Alfonso that Brooks? Yeah. yeah I would
1: sorry. I would love to solve that one. I feel like, you know, when it comes to the question of the mysteries you think about, it's, it's those ones. <laughs> like, those are the ones. And I think it's just because, like, the storytelling is better. They're longer. We more got detail, more detail. Yeah. You
0: saw more from the family, and you feel bad for them, and you want them to have some answers. What yeah. Else? We already brought up the Audrey... I have a tote to- or moat case but that's the one that's in louisiana by the swamp she was having an affair um that case is very mysterious and i would like to see some answers to that seems unlikely since it's been a long time mm-hmm. i think i previously have answered this question matthew chase and it seems like that mystery has actually been solved but uh, yeah but that's just it's just sad okay question from patrick rather be abducted by aliens or locked in a definitely haunted house for a night
1: Oh Oh my goodness. I'm gonna say abducted by aliens. Just because I feel like you're not gonna remember most of it versus an entire night in a haunted house sounds like like
0: yours is more about time efficiency. You're like, okay, we're talking about being abducted by aliens. What? That could be five minutes versus a whole (laughs) a whole night in a house. I don't have time for that. Yeah,
1: five minutes of terror versus like I don't know what, at least ten out eight eight to ten hours of terror? No thanks. (laughs)
0: I'm definitely picking haunted house for the ambiance. Okay. Okay. For the selfies, for the chance to light a ton of candles.
1: Who's the there with you? Is this like a Zach Bagans crew or is this oh, like God, I hope not. you're by yourself? Are you by, are you alone in a, ha- in this haunted house?
0: It's it's not clear. Maybe you're there with me. Maybe I drag you. Okay. After you've been abducted by aliens, man.
1: It's oh, it's not both. <laughs>
0: been a hard night also did people know that Zach Baggins and Holly Madison are dating
1: I didn't know that until you told me
0: also do they know that I do not approve
1: (laughs) weirdly they didn't ask you but yeah yeah, I can't say I approve either
0: I feel like she can do a thousand times better because it's Zach Baggins
1: (laughs) she has to see so much of his low back I bet
0: the hair gel
1: (laughs) That whole house smells like Axe body spray, and you know it.
0: Ew! Look, Holly. I hope I hope things turn around. <laughs> I hope things are going better for you. Um, I mean, I would want to. I don't know. I it would be fun. It would be more fun to have friends with you in the haunted house and like throw a haunted house party. But I'm assuming I have to spend the night in it by myself. I would still pick that
1: hard pass on that i'm not i'm not spending a night alone in a haunted house if i had like a yeah a crew you know some of my friends like sure maybe then i would pick that one but no i
0: i think i i think i get a white nightgown and i get one of those candle things that you put your finger through to hold as you walk (laughs) in the night maybe a, a white sleeping cap and i i go meet those ghosts on their level i'm like hey i just start wailing Just lying in bed going like, oh, oh," and the ghost won't know what to do with me. (laughs) I'll haunt them. I'll haunt their asses. (laughs) That answers the question. Okay. So now we're on to Jody, who asks, if you could go back in time and ask Robert Stack any question, what would it be?
1: Are you asking him about that threesome?
0: I feel like that's kind of rude, honestly. (laughs) As much as we talk about it, it's really none of my business. So, I think I would ask him about the trench coats. I, <laughs> where are they now? How many were there? Were they by Burberry? How do I get one? He might not know the answer to any of those questions, but that's what I want to know.
1: That would be amazing. If you brought back a souvenir from the past, it was one of Robert's tech's trench coats.
0: <laughs> yes. And I feel like he probably got his stuff monogrammed. So, I'd be oh. like, hey, Samantha, look. And i like reveal the s <laughs> the rs <laughs> embroidered on the coat because he just seems like a sort of classy person that would pay the extra for that you know yeah yeah
1: so I, I, don't like, know I, I, I don't know what i traveled in mean.
0: time and i found out robert stack's favorite the thing is we know like nothing about robert stack also so but i kind
1: funny? of want it to be that way like we've talked I about know. this before we don't really want a lot of details about robert stack's life because to, to us he's like this mythic creature who came out of the womb wearing a trench coat. I don't, need to, I don't need to know what he was doing on to the yachts every weekend. weekend I
0: don't want to get like bogged down in like his politics or like, you know. No. Because we know it's
1: probably not good. So I don't want that information.
0: So it's probably I, so I was gonna say almost any question I asked him, I would not know the answer. Like, hey Robert Stack, what's your middle name? But again, <laughs> I could just Google that if I wanted to. Know about uh like how he makes a cocktail because i bet it's real good
1: oh you're right
0: and i would like to know if he has any gold-plated yachts <laughs> <laughs> or if that's just a thing i made up which it definitely is <laughs> um i mean if he if he wants to tell me about the threesomes i'm listening but i, I just
1: like i'm I guessing answer. he's not gonna volunteer that information but maybe <laughs>
0: Can I say that's who I want to go to dinner with? A drunk, loose-lipped Robert Stack?
1: (laughs) Sure, you can say whatever you want.
0: (laughs) A Robert Stack that's very ready to tell me about about having a threesome with Elizabeth Taylor and JFK. (laughs) Wow. Pretty remarkable. What a hero. When is Robert... Okay, I have a question for the U.S. Postal Service, and that's when is Robert Stack going to be on a stamp?
1: (gasps) Yeah. I demand it.
0: I demand I want a spooky glow, I want a trench coat, I want him gazing off into the like horizon. Robert that would be perfect hands. for our
1: postcards that we send out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be very convenient for us, an unsolved mysteries podcast. So US <laughs> Postal Service, get it together. Think about that. Okay. We have one more question, which is from friend of the pod Rochelle, who very politely asks, Do you have any goals for season six? <laughs>
1: You know, I honestly haven't spent a lot of time with the I kinda never thought season five would end. It sort of felt like that.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised we have even gotten here. Um okay. I Do we know it. about any
1: any mysteries coming yeah. up? Like this season we had the Matthew McConaughey one. Like, is there anything good that we know that's coming up?
0: No idea. I we get to Mothman eventually. I don't think that's season six. I'm really I think that's a ways to- down the road. Uh, The Resurrection Mary ghost story that takes place in Chicago, but I don't know what season that's in. Um, I would love it if we could record in person again. I don't know if that counts as a goal.
1: That's my dream for season six.
0: Yeah, that would be super nice. Um, My new computer will be here by the time we start season six, so maybe recording will be a little smoother. That would be nice. (laughs) uh that's really that's all I got Rochelle I don't know I mean I hope we solve a mystery no I don't even that's not even really a goal
1: so we will be taking some time off we're not exactly sure how much we're gonna kind of play it by ear but I'm thinking you know I guess I'm my hope for season six is that the world is in a better place (laughs) and we start feeling, you know, I feel like some of what happened this season is there were just weeks where we were like exhausted with life and we were like, yeah. we cannot record the podcast. So, if we're able to start like more consistently recording, I think that's going to mean that we are all as a society in a better place. So, that's my hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. It'll, it's really true. It's very uncertain right now, um, with our very poor response to the pandemic. So, um we're just kind of hanging in there we're hoping all of our five listeners are hanging in there my goal for the like podcast as a whole is that one day bb wong hears about it but that doesn't have to be <laughs> season six but that would really make me happy <laughs> that just one day like that
1: would be amazing
0: his assistant's assistant or something is like did you know there's this podcast that like dedicates every episode to you and it actually has nothing to do with you you're just <laughs> that hot and he's like, really. <laughs> that is just a goal for like that would be amazing. The universe that somehow we can get word to him that we're sending out all this love, you know.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, I think that kind of wraps everything up. As Samantha said, we are going to take a little time off. Um, but we should see you. You should hear from us again before the end of the year when we start up season six uh i hope that everybody is really excited about the zine i'm really excited about the zine be sure to enter our giveaway for the poster as well and we'll all be adding March to our teespring store um so you know follow us on social media to get any updates or be in our facebook group is probably the best way to get any updates that happen while we're not uh, releasing episodes and also, we will be still be doing our bonus Patreon episodes. So, this month, we're doing the pilot of Riverdale, which I'm super excited about, to geek out about that. And then we'll be doing, after their release, uh, later this month, we'll be doing the rest of the Unsolved Mysteries reboot episode. Two episodes at a time, probably, will be for our Patreon. So, sign up for that. You, you can get that for as little as a dollar, Um Go to our website, perhaps it's you.com, for all of our contact info and stuff. And you're also, because you listen to this episode, you're actually legally required to leave us a five-star review. That's just how it works. So <laughs> go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict or however you're able to leave reviews. But it just has to be five stars. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you say after that. And um, thank you to everyone who has left reviews. That's always a nice... Nice boost of encouragement. We appreciate it. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for a great season five.